Hey everyone, welcome to the Middle East Podcast Forum Podcast. I'm Omar Saban, co-founder of Mustadfir, one of the longest-running podcast production companies in Saudi based out of Jeddah. And I'm Hiba Fisher, co-founder and CEO of the Kerning Cultures Network, which is the first venture-backed podcast company in the Middle East. And Mustadfir, Kerning Cultures, and Art Jamil were the co-hosts of this year's forum, which was held at Jamil Art Center in Dubai on October 4th, 2019. This episode is the recording of the 2019 Forum's third panel, called The Business Case for Podcasts. Thanks to Lucas Scrobot of Anchored Strategy and Saoud Al-Badir, who helped monitor the recordings during the forum. Let's get into it. So now with our third panel with Ms. Hiba. Thank you. I know we're rushing through this and I know you guys have a lot of things that you want to talk about. Uh, and we'll, we'll take a quick 10 minute break after this next panel. So hopefully you'll have some opportunities to delve a little bit more into this. If I can invite uh, the panelists for the business case for podcasts to come on stage, please. Mishari, Ramzi, Stefano and Romy, please come up. Um, so I'm Hiba Fisher. I'm the co-founder and CEO of the Kerning Cultures Network. Um, this next panel, The Business Case of Podcasts, is, uh, is one that I'm particularly excited about because as, uh, as we've heard today, you know, it's, podcasting is a wonderful outlet for creatives. Everyone and their mother can, can start a podcast, and that's one of the beautiful things about the industry. And at the same time, it's also starting to really take shape commercially. In the past year, Spotify uh, spent $500 million on podcast companies, the Chinese podcast market hit 7.3 billion U.S. dollars. Um, and here in the region, we had our first venture-backed podcast deal, which I'm really proud. Kerning Cultures closed our seed round of investment this past May of $470,000. So, thanks. So this space is, is serious, uh, and that's what we're going to get into today of exactly how we monetize as shows and, uh, and, and how we... Um, you can come over here. Okay, so on our panel today, I'm really, really honored to be sitting alongside of some of the strongest podcast players in the region. Uh, to my left is Mishari Al-Anezi, who's the co-founder and chief uh, creative officer of Finial Media. It's a Dubai-based podcast network, less than a year old. Less than a year old, Finial has five of its own shows under management, not including some branded shows for the likes of Carrefour. Next to him is Ramzi G. Tezdale. Ramzi is the executive director of SOLT, one of the oldest running podcast networks in Jordan. Based in Amman, SOLT has 13 shows under management, not including a handful of branded shows, which we'll get into. Um, <laughs> then we have Stefano Filaha, who is the founder and CEO of Podio, formerly Fallound, a podcasting platform dedicated to creating, distributing, and managing audio content. Based in Beirut, Podio is one of the first dedicated podcast apps for Arabic shows. And then last but not least, Rami Taiba, who's the co-founder of the Mustedford Podcasting Network, one of the co-hosts of today. One of the... One of the oldest running podcast networks in Saudi, based in Jeddah, Ms. Sedford has 14 shows under management. Welcome, everybody. Okay, so let's start off with advertising. So Rami and Mishari, you guys have sold ads on your shows. Walk us through how that works. How do you price it? Um, and what are the KPIs that you tell the brands? And what is what has the conversations been after you aired an ad? What has the brand said back to you about how it worked? Hello? Okay, cool. Um, so how to go about pricing? I would say, first of all, I want to start out by talking about 
a lot of people here have podcasts out of passion and really think about whether or not you want to monetize your podcast. A year ago, I had Millennial Mirrors, which was my one podcast. It was a passion project before I decided to start this company. And I can tell you right now, your relationship with what you create changes once you try to monetize it. So just really think about that before you go into it. Um, second of all, I would say what we do generally is right now it's greenfield. A lot of people don't, even advertisers themselves don't know how to price it. And if you look at the States, which is relatively a very mature market, you've got a range of $25 to $110 on what can be, uh, an advertisement on a podcast. Uh, so we really do explore different ranges depending on what we're doing. For example, if we have a lot of, uh, social media push that we're going to be putting behind our, um, behind our podcast, we tend to price it higher because there's social media spend and a lot of companies see that as an addition so that they're like, okay, you know what? Like, even if this is costing a, quite a bit extra, they're anyway going to be putting a lot of ads or putting a huge money into ads. So that's anyway, advertising for me. Uh, a second thing I would say is in terms of what really helped us in this region is realizing that people here have budgets for specific um, campaigns and how Finial Media structures it shows is we do it in seasons. So our seasons tend to be about 10 episodes and that kind of that get released weekly. So we pretty much run for about two months. What helps why that helps is that when you approach an advertiser, you're kind of like hitting up their Ramadan campaign or their back to school campaign or their, you know, New Year's, whatever campaign it happens to be. But if you're, uh, if, if you're trying to stretch out that advertiser over, I don't know, six months, it can be a little bit, bit difficult because then it's hard for them to find that funding. Um, so I think I've talked enough. I'll hand it over to you. Thank you, Mishari. Uh, yeah, building on what Mishari said, uh, what we do is we sell by uh, CPM, which is cost per mil or cost per 1,000. So if you have 10,000 listeners, you basically have 10 CPM. Uh, and we price that around, like the average is between 25 and $50. Um, but that all that is just details. What's important here is you need to be uh, building a relationship with your sponsor uh, I mean, it's not a grab and go. It's it's about building relationships, especially in this region where, uh, like as Mishari said, we're still struggling and trying to figure out uh, how this thing works. So uh, what we do is try to build a relationship with our sponsor and say, okay, like we think that this costs like $30, for example, and let's reassess uh, after after the, the, the campaign. And we also uh, stipulate that the campaign shouldn't, shouldn't be less than four episodes or four weeks because under that uh, or below four weeks, we wouldn't be able to actually gain value or even trust the numbers that we get from it. And from after four weeks or after four, uh, after the, like the campaign, we, we reassess and say, okay, uh, the sponsor, at the end of the day, the sponsor uh, has a goal. And uh, whether it's customer acquisition or a sale or whatever, and we sit down with the sponsor and and reassess well, was the cost the cost too high for you? If it, it's too high, if it was just like extremely too high, we would kind of offer something uh, like maybe we give you four more weeks for free, and then we bring down the CPM for you. Uh, and it's basically just trying to uh, build a relationship and be like give them the value as much as you want value from them. So it's not, as I said, a grab and go. I want to ask, what kind of brands are buying ads? Uh, so, I mean, we've sold ads to different brands like Carrefour, uh, Carriage, 
uh, Peninsula Farms, which brings me to kind of a point that I wanted to make. What's more important than CPM is one of those things that I feel like once you hit, let's say, 10,000 listeners a month, you can start talking about CPMs. If you're still lower than that, what's more important than your CPM is who your audience is. So look at your analytics, like Rami said. Look at who your core audience is. Like if you're a podcast like DX Babies, who is two females based in Dubai, and the majority of your audience is females between the ages of, 20, of 18 and 26, whether that's 1,000 uh, listeners or 5,000, you can find someone who's looking to specifically target those people. And then it just becomes a matter of calculating, hey, how much is this taking out of my time and how much do I want to make back from it? Uh, in terms of brands, different brands look for different things. So Carrefour was looking for more of just kind of exposure and they wanted to be seen as doing something for Amazon, which was great. Um, Carriage is more tech-based and so they were looking for a younger audience um, it really depends on what the uh, advertiser is looking for, but you're always going to walk into a room and sometimes the advertiser is just going to get it. They listen to podcasts, they love podcasts, and sometimes you're going to walk in there and it's just a blank face. And then that's where the relationship building really works. Yeah, I want to take it also to the other side. Like the, the advertiser should also be related to your listeners. So uh, you, they should provide value. So for example, like in our science podcast, MFM, we were approached by like a, uh, like a programming bootcamp uh, startup, uh, which is really related, related to science. And because we talk a lot about uh, artificial intelligence and programming, so there is synergy over there. Uh, however, if it's, if, if it's uh, another company that's not really related to science, uh, I don't know, like 7up or whatever, it's not, there is no synergy, there is no value for your listeners. So I would kind of hesitate to, uh, to take that as a sponsor. Let's, let's talk about branded content. So uh, Ramzi from Soltz, you guys have done a number of branded shows. Can you give us a case study of what was the conversation you had with the clients? Uh, what were the KPIs that they looked for afterwards? How did you price it? And if you can give numbers so that we all know what market rates are. Sure. It's great to be here. Um, I think it's uh, solidly important that we're all here and having this conversation with each other. It's nice to see so many people I know um, from the internet in real life. Um, we are so we're based in Amman. We work across the region. We work with a number of brands and different organizations to produce content for them. We are avoiding for the most part, the advertising game. Um, at least so far, the numbers are too small, really. Um, so far it, the CPMs and even the, the reach, I think we're not quite there yet. Um, and that relationship that you're talking about takes a lot of time and I, I don't want to spend strategically from our side time educating brands and advertisers to buy, you know, 30 second pre-rolls. So we're in a little bit of a different game. We work mostly with brands on branded content, for example, like UNDP, or we're working with a German organization to produce some content about a topic that they want. And uh, specifics about what uh, things cost, we, we also do seasons, usually 10 episodes a season, and we typically price per episode. So one episode costs X, and it's all the way from $1,000 up to kind of the top range is five, six, seven thousand an episode. That will include social media. Uh, we sometimes broadcast on radio stations. Um, more and more, we're looking to platforms to work with them and Rami, Spotify, etc., to work with the platforms. As I think maybe Irana mentioned, the, the, the bump on Apple helps a lot on all our shows. It's a great relationship to have. Um, one thing again in the first panel that I think 
that we didn't touch on maybe was recommendations from other podcasts. This is something we're super interested in. We're, we're happy to do this for other people if you do it in exchange for us. This is something that really, really helps. It's probably the number one way to convert a non-listener into a listener. Um, we produce about 15, 16 shows. We're trying to ramp that up. I'm going to echo the importance of Arabic content um, aimed at different, I would call them verticals or niches. I think the niche a target is fine. Um, 5,000 sometimes can be more valuable than 100,000 uh, downloads. So it really, really depends on your audience and who you're targeting. So we're also, um, in the next few months, we'll be launching several more shows. But one of the things that we're doing is we're looking at topics and then we're mapping out who might be interested in uh, sponsoring that. So, you know, for example, um, someone else, I'm sure, has thought of this, but we really want to do a true crime show. Yeah. It'll be cool. Um, we want to focus on the narrative-driven. Most of the shows here, I think, are talk shows, which is great, but we should be getting into the narrative as well. So a narrative-driven crime show, who would sponsor that? Me. Right? Well, <laughs> all right, great, let's talk. Um, you know, a security company or something. So we can start thinking about these ways that we can get advertisers, build, build that relationship. We, the last thing I'll say before turning it over, we've been doing a lot of piloting. We will take an idea, we'll produce a pilot on us, we'll take it to the client, we'll take it to the other person that we're working with, we'll pilot this extremely quickly, as quickly as possible, do several iterations, and then get that out the door as quick as possible. So that has been a great way, because a lot of people, they're new, they don't know what it sounds like, what it, what it feels like to work on a podcast, we'll provide that for them upfront. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. It depends completely. Um, numbers are all over the charts. I mean, at a bare minimum, we promise a thousand, but it, yeah, I mean, that's a safe uh, number. Um, other people that we've worked with want 50,000 or they're not going to renew, uh, et cetera. So we are able, to, for the most part, have been hitting those numbers. So we've been feeling pretty good about that. But I think uh, the key aspect really for us uh, social media is good. Twitter, LinkedIn is probably better than Facebook. Instagram is fun, but it doesn't really drive a lot of traffic so far from what we've seen, but it's, it's fun, so it's kind of cool to play with. Um, but the platforms are key for us to get them, to get our content at the top, uh, to, to, to get that, um, yeah, need the formats rights come on. So we were talking earlier this last week where we will happily produce content in shorter time frames or in different time scenes to fit the user's uh, experience as they want. So short, any a 30 minute episode is hard sometimes to listen to, to commit to, but if you do it in five, six minute bits, it's much easier to consume. Thank you. Stefano, so of all of us, we're on the content creation side, and you're uh, the one who's building a business from a platform perspective. So you've created the, one of the first dedicated uh, podcast apps for Arabic shows. And I know you're piloting, piloting a revenue model of subscription where users would pay to access the platform. So walk us through how that's working, what's hard about owning the platform itself, as opposed to, for us, we rely on platforms like you to get our content out there. Um, tell us more about your space. Hi, everyone. My name is Stefano. Thank you for having me. Um, so we see this as a two-sided thing. It's mutual. They're connected. We see having content is one part, but 
pushing it and knowing which demographics and which audience, which age group, which gender put to, to, to push it to is our goal. So what we're doing, we're using this tech that we patented to match content for the duration of commute. So let's say it's 5 p.m., you have a 45-minute commute. You don't want to listen to something that's heavy. You don't want to listen to a podcast that has a lot of information. You want something light, entertaining. You want something that you know brings up your energy. So that's what we're studying. We're running, we, we run algorithms to check the content, to check what's the context of this content. And we're, one of the recent experiments we did was try to, we, we mapped categories into subcategories and these subcategories, we matched them into roles. So we curated playlists based on roles and we put the relevant podcasts in each of the play, these playlists. So let's say you're, instead of, you know, selecting business as a general podcast, as a general category, you'd select either if it's career, management, investing, finance, uh, I don't know, any type of subcategory that fits in. And then we map these subcategories into relevant playlists that fit in. Now, the main issue or problem is that we have the luxury to do that with international content, with US content, because we have a lot of this niche content. And we're trying to, you know, give the data of what is mostly wanted and what is mostly searched on the platform to increase and enhance and, you know, bring more of this content production into play uh, on the platform. Now, uh, regarding subscriptions, um, we're doing it on uh, the B2B and the B2C side. So uh, just last week, we signed with VRT B uh, Dutch, which is the Bel Belgium's largest la uh, radio station. So what they have about 90 podcasts that run in parallel with their live shows. So uh, what we will be doing, we'll get, we put their branding on, we put their translated the app into Dutch, and they'll have all of their content uh, on, the, on the platform and they'll, you know, pay a monthly retainer. Now that's on the B2B side, we're looking to upsell that. You look for more radio stations that are interested into innovation and innovating their services and suite of audio products. And on the other hand, we're launching with uh, telecoms, data bundles, especially for podcasts. So Q1 2020, we're launching to about 80,000 students in Lebanon. Uh, 80 cents for one gigabyte of data consumption. And it will be marketed from their side as all you can listen for 80 cents. So I believe that that's a, a way to, you know, democratize the term podcast as earlier. Maybe, you know, a lot of people don't, haven't heard of the term podcast. So maybe we can play on that and know based on the data that we have, how to convey it and the message that we convey uh, to, to the listeners. So uh, for this package data bundle, we're doing 50-50 rev share and we're basically doing the freemium model that the music industry is doing now. So, you know, unlimited downloads, unlimited skips, and then based on that, we'll rev share ourselves with the exclusive uh, network that we're building. We currently have eight. We're looking to increase that number to 20 uh, uh, end of uh, this year. Um, but the way I see subscription model uh, moving forward is we're benchmarking with the music industry right now, but there's a lot of keywords and that of, of elements that come into play that maybe in, you know, one or two years ahead, podcast listeners won't be the same podcast listeners as they are now. So there are completely... I believe there's going to be a completely different customer segment that are podcast fans in two years rather than now. So we need to adapt and, and you know, 
try to configure and try to analyze based on the patterns that we're seeing today, what are the trends and behaviors and create this type of media behavior kind of fit that would fit in the, the podcast listeners in one or two years or three years ahead. That's awesome. Um, in the last 30 seconds, I want to share from, from Kerning Culture's side, one of the income streams that we have is licensing. So we'll exclusively or non-exclusively license our stories. Our shows are all narrative driven. This is Alex, our managing producer, by the way, for English. And we have some other uh, Shahid and Mohammed are here too. Anyway, um, so uh, for licensing, we'll license our stories to other podcasts. Um, we license them to other radios, international radio stations, or we'll license them to other media outlets. So just some learnings from what that looks like. We price uh, a story between 500 US dollars to 1500 US dollars for a non-exclusive license, depending on the amount of work that Kerning Cultures has to do to edit the content for whatever outlet it's airing on. What we found is that uh, while a single touch point, so not having a long-term relationship with the distribution platform is fine in terms of income, but it doesn't help in terms of marketing. So driving listenership back to Kerning Cultures is not something that we've seen a correlation with when we air an episode on Gimlet Media, for example. Another um, another sort of learning is we've had a partnership with, I don't know if you guys remember last year, OSN had an original content platform called Usly. It was a video first uh, content platform here in Dubai. And uh, the problem with licensing, while it was fine income, the problem with licensing our audio stories to a video first platform meant that the user behavior was to watch things, not to listen. I think they picked up two Dubai podcasts, Kerning Cultures and Dukan Show, and we didn't see any feedback or any listenership or like, it was just literally, it went into a black hole. So that's something to think about when you're thinking of distribution uh, channels, that going audio to audio is probably the most effective. Um, okay, I've cut into your questions. I apologize. Thank you all so much for, I know I like packed this panel. Does anybody have any questions for, yes. Um, so for Ramsey on the branded content side, um, I can just hear myself. Um, something people were talking about earlier was like authenticity is really important with podcasts and people are gravitate, audiences gravitate to stuff because it's, uh, it's authentic and there's, you know, but brands, when you're trying, you know, brands always want to sort of push a message and that doesn't always sort of match up with what makes a good podcast. So I'm wondering how you pitch it firstly to brands in a way that they're actually uh, like, I don't know, that they're interested in, you know, getting you to produce something for them. And also how you find a listenership, um, how you kind of draw that line in, you know, commercial and making something right. actually interesting. I mean, partly it depends on how you perceive it and how you make the perception for the other person. If you tell them it's a PR thing, they expect a PR thing and they want complete control of the editorial. If you tell them this is us telling stories, we're working together in a partnership, etc., then you have far more creative and editorial control, which is what we prefer. We are generally storytellers. The client are typically, you know, PR marketing people, and they have a specific uh, message, and they want to ram that into whoever's hearing or listening or watching or whatever. So it can be a bit of both, and so it depends. And it's really important, I think, from the production side that you say, okay, this is essentially PR. You do what they want right? You do it as they want. I think for us, we are, I would say we are more mission-based in the sense that we're interested in the arts, 
culture, science, kind of education generally, uh, things like that, community, society, etc. So I think there are certain people that we wouldn't work with, you know, petrol companies, etc. probably wouldn't work with them. Telcos, they own everything, they have all the money, the banks come on, you know, so it depends, you have to work with people like that. But there are certain lines that we won't cross, for example. And so I think that is important to kind of know your own DNA um, and to see where that comes from. Um, the other thing that I wanted to say really quick was for us, working with uh, clients and people, you know, you reach out to who you know and who you kind of like and who you uh, appreciate. And so if there's people that you like and that you, you want to work with them, you go and you have a conversation and hopefully it leads to that. I think for us, we are focusing a lot on the, on the content production. We're skipping the ads for the most part. I was telling people the last couple of days that, you know, for the most part, we're going to go towards membership and subscription. Uh, the ad, the CPM is a zero sum game for us. I'm not a huge fan of it. I think, you know, like the platforms, Netflix, Spotify, and Rami, all of it is freemium that pushes into their subscription. So I think this is something that is very interesting to us and we'll be looking at it very carefully. Uh, we're planning to do some sort of a survey that will hopefully look at the region. And also we would like to use a membership program that we'll be launching shortly to provide insights into a subscription model in the future. Hundred forty two, three, two, four. My name is Rissam. I'm from Mishmishibshib. It's an Arabic parenting podcast. That's M I S H I. Um, it's a general question, I think, to podcasters more than it's to the panel, but uh, you started in the beginning saying that the power is in the numbers. And I've always had this idea about consolidating all our listeners into one big number. And that way, you know, like the Shwedis did with the TV channels and the multinationals. I mean, we're already under one roof. There's a monthly uh, newsletter going around. The gentleman over here was asking about how does his number compare, so that's that advantage as well. Did this cross your mind so, in any way or? Sorry. <laughs> uh, what I would say is uh, Mustafa has, like they said, huge connections with a bunch of advertisers. We have huge connections with a bunch of advertisers that we've been working on. Um, reach out. I've spent a lot of time with podcasters here in Dubai, as I'm sure Mustafa has it with podcasters in Saudi, looking through their analytics, helping them work on their content. And we are more than happy to help people uh, advertise their podcasts using our relationships. So if you do, by all means, do reach out. We are more than happy to co uh, collaborate and bring a whole bunch of people together and sell your content because we can't produce it fast enough, honestly. <laughs> so yeah. I just want to say one thing about that. We have proposed an idea that's not quite public yet, but whatever. It'll be something like Radiotopia, a network of independent Arabic podcasts that we can kind of get together and work together and build some sort of uh, base where we can share the admin, the hada, and everybody stays independent, everybody produces their own content. It's good to meet you, by the way. Um, and so you do your thing, and there's a few people that do the admin side, and if you get to the ad sales, Uhada, you can do that as well. And everybody stays independent, everybody wins, so hopefully that would be the, 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 the value add there. Quick question, sorry. Um, I want to ask the same question that I asked previously. Is there any um, any idea or any project that we can, I mean, consolidate some kind of a report to see what is the revenue in the Middle East from podcast? Like there's a, there's a report that goes out every year from PwC 
about the podcasts in or the podcast companies in the US and they're all they give all their numbers and uh, we can see like in the US what is the revenue what is the total revenue of um, ads branded content licensed whatever and we can see the the size of the market in the US can we have something like that in our region. I think that would be absolutely brilliant. And this is a conversation that a number of us podcasters since last year have talked about. And because we're all independently organized, we just haven't gotten our act together. Um, so maybe this would be the impetus for it. And it can go, we have a platform, we have the newsletter, there's hundreds of podcasters subscribed Slack. to it. Slack. And Slack, we can use Slack. I know Bessel put some thought behind what questions could look like. Abdurrahman and Amran put some questions, put some thought into what questions could look like. So maybe that's one of the takeaways from today is whoever is interested in being a part of that organizing committee to create that survey and push it out. And we all have our own platforms to really amplify the amount of responses we get back. Come see, come see me and then we'll have a, a little, a little, little army. Um, yeah, I think we still have time, please. Let's talk about numbers. So I, I don't know if I missed it earlier, I don't think I did. But if we're talking about advertisers, whether we're talking about selling on an episode basis or on a per download basis, what are the numbers that we see, um, range? What are we seeing in the, in the Middle East? No, no, no uh, income on both those models. So if you sell per episode or if you sell per uh, downloads. So downloads is kind of a, a tricky uh, metric. It's really hard to gauge, as you as you probably know. Like if you uh, like on Mustafir, we host all our all our shows on SoundCloud. But if you uh, rely on SoundCloud numbers, they are really misleading. So what we do is we use a, a service called PodTrack, which uh, adheres to some um, like met uh, standards that were. Uh, introduced to like in 2017 about for podcasting it's called the IAB metrics so we use that um, so the numbers for Mestadfer uh, our top shows uh, are probably maybe 20,000 uh, unique listeners and uh, when I say unique I mean like um, it's not like people who pressed twice or three times play and pause SoundCloud does that so if you look at SoundCloud numbers um, every time you press press play, that's a, that's a listen, which is ridiculous. Uh, I'm all over the place, but uh, the point is, uh-huh, the income, yes. Um, as I said, it's, if it's CPM, if you have 20,000, uh, sorry, so per show, we have around between 7,000 and 10,000 uh, 10, a week. So it's just basic math from there. It's CPM, so that's seven to ten pieces CPM, and uh, between twenty-five dollars, twenty-five dollars um, uh, an episode for each sponsor, and you can go up to three sponsors per show, and you can go get into like a pre-roll, mid-roll, and post-roll, and just basic math from there. I can I can take you through it after. Uh, Um, so what we're doing, we're basically we're looking at the type of category. So let's say if and, and we're looking at the ratio listened. So let's say if you listen to five minutes of a science podcast and depending on the ratio of it, that's 
not, you're not an active user. If you listen to five minutes of an eight-minute news clip, that's an active user. So we're looking at these numbers and seeing which ratio mostly matches to which type of category and defining customer segments upon that. Test. Thank you, Rami, for the throw. I'm a wide receiver for the New England Patriots. <laughs> so uh, my name is Tarek. I'm in the other realm of audio and audiobooks. Um, we, we're talking a lot about the American market. We kind of always benchmark that, right? Um, and I agree with my colleague here. We should, we're talking, to, I think it's too soon to be talking about revenue and all that, all that although that's important because there's a lot of gaps in content. Yet, you know, the, English, the American market is, you know, is today at $350-$400 million in revenue. Although there's another even larger market, which is, I don't know, I mean, it's a $7 billion market today, which is China in audio and, and podcasts and audio, which we tend to not talk a lot about. Um, and it's working much better than the American market. So is there any learnings that you can share with us here about what, what's happening there that's better than the U.S. market as a benchmark? Thank you. I can say just a, a few things really quickly. I mean, for us, we're, we're seeing, I mean, there's many other places to look at. I think even South America is more interesting than America to, to, for us as a comparison uh, point, just because of the language, the multiple countries that speak similar languages, etc. Uh, also, the market is very fractured there as it is here. Um, I think in the U.S. command, they have NPR. We don't have anything similar, so it's oh, not public radio. Yeah, national public radio. That's you know the mothership Ponac, and uh, we don't have that here. Here we have a lot of state control that is very important to recognize and to also be aware of. So there's lots of things. I think China is different. It's a huge place, um, but the learnings that I would say. Look at the look at go to YouTube and, and click what's hot, you know, see what's hot there. And then I think we need to start creating content that looks like that. Um, you know, look at what's popular, what does well, you know, what does well, what kicked off everything in America was cereal. We still don't have a narrative driven uh, in the region. So I think we need to be, you know, a lot more creative as content uh, producers. I think Germany command, there's some interesting things. There's shows that do really well. I think Spotify command, they, they, I read something recently, they, they pointed it out specifically. There's a few German podcasts that do very well there. I think they might be exclusively hosted on uh, Spotify. And so they do very well and they work and it's a narrow thing. There's Man to Man, shout out to Man to Man podcast. They do an NBA podcast. It's extremely niche. It's NBA in Arabic. They do it very well. Even more niche than that, there's an Arabic podcast about Juventus, right? Which I think is hilarious and amazing. And I'm sure they do well, Annie. It's an it's a, a Italian football team, by the way. Uh, um, and so I think, Annie, we need to be very careful. For us, we don't do the, the advertising. We're not particularly interested in that. We're interested in working with brands and platforms. We're interested in producing creative content, um, eventually leading towards probably some sort of subscription model. Everybody's going there anyway. So let's, as, as Rami said, let's skip the stuff in the middle and go straight to that. Um, yeah. That was awesome. I think we're over time. Can we have a round of applause for our panelists, please? Thank you. Thank you.